1: So another instant reaction edition of the night report podcast. Joining me once again, Richie Schneider, right? Richie, we have a commitment from the basketball team on the transfer portal. Cam Spencer, I believe his name is right. From yep. uh Loyola Maryland. Um
0: tell us what we're getting in this kid. Um, obviously he's a scorer. I mean, if you look at the numbers right away, 80 18.9 points per game. Um, I think it's I gotta pull up the numbers again. I think it was in the 45 range. Um shooting percentage wise. And then he, he, shoots a career, like almost 39% from three. Um, he, he is just a two, a true two guard. Um, he's going to slide in that Geo Baker role and he, he might do a little better than Baker did. Um, I'm indifferent because I don't know how well the, he's going to translate from the Patriot league to the big 10. So there will be probably a little bit of a drop-off, but end of the day, like shooting is shooting. There's no difference in whether you're playing Patriot or big 10 or any other level of basketball. So I think he'll slide in pretty well. And, uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty good guard for Rutgers to, to add.
1: Yeah, that Evan site had him as a four-star. I think of like top 150 of all transfers. So that's a pretty good sign. Uh, he's also an 85% free throw shooter, which, I mean, I, don't, I can't remember the last time he had an 80% free throw shooter on the team. Maybe we did last year, and I'm just yeah. talking out of my ass. But, um, so, obviously, he took a visit. And at the end of his visit, he committed. Um, were you expecting a possible commitment from him?
0: Um, yeah, only because he kind of uh, – he popped up on my radar, I want to say, a week and a half ago. And um, we, we kind of posted about him. We hinted about him on the boards. And um, he, he's an interesting name. I I kind of thought – this was when – um who was it? When Ethan Wright was still on the board, technically. So I was, like, kind of just brushing it off. I was like, yeah, they're not doing anything until Ethan Wright commits. Ethan Wright commits within, I want to say, a day or two later. You see that tweet from his AAU coach, and it's like Cam Spencer's visiting Rutgers on Monday. It's like, all right, well, that, that kind of translated pretty quickly. That makes sense, yeah, yeah. But um, it, also, a lot of people don't remember that um, that AAU team, team um, Baltimore Basketball Club, is the same as Montez Mathis. So Rutgers does have a connection down there. Oh, um, interesting, yeah. So I don't, not a lot of people have brought that up yet. I feel like, um, so I think that's Carl Hobbs' connection. I believe, if I recall correctly because he did coach at George Washington, D.C., Baltimore area, et cetera, DMV. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this it, it kind of translated pretty quickly. It was a, It's a pretty good addition, I feel like. Um, no, 19 points per game. I mean, it says speaks for itself. And then on top of it, he's a pretty good rebounder, too. I think he was like 4.4 4 or something like that, um, rebounds per game. It was in the fours, I know that. But uh, overall, solid player. Um, I do think there will be an adjustment period, like I said before. I don't think he's going to come in and be like 19 points per game right away. It will be in the game. But um, I do think he's going to be a a pretty solid player for Rutgers. He fills a need with Geo Baker gone. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you you needed another guard badly, and you kind of go from there. Now, where do they go next? That's that's the big question.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, this kid also averaged almost two and a half steals a game, too. So he's a pretty good defender as well. So this is kind of a, a guy that fits really well with what Pike looks for.
0: Yeah. Um, out of high school. Also <laughs>
1: Yep. Yeah, uh good he's also fact. got two years of eligibility left, which is huge, obviously, because he's probably a, a kid who's not good enough to make the NBA, but definitely good enough to to be a huge impact player
0: for a, a team for two years. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, uh, this was his first season actually as like a full time starter and he's proven that he's he's pretty damn good overall on both sides of the ball. So um, yeah, I know Bart Torvik has him as like a top 15, the top 20 prospect transfer portal. Guy. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, um, it all depends on what rankings you really look at. Transfer portal rankings are a crapshoot, in my opinion. It's nope. hit or miss, but uh, yeah, I mean, good addition for Rutgers. So, you kind of started to get into this
1: before I cut you off, but where does this put Rutgers basketball on the transfer portal now? Are I know Marcus Hammond was the guy that we were looking good at looking good for for a bit um is he off the table at this point or is he still a guy that ruckers should take
0: so it sounds like hammond is completely off the table it sounds like he's probably heading to notre dame which i think a lot of people kind of expected from the get-go as soon as that got scheduled um Rutgers had a choice i guess a little bit between the guards the narrative on one side is obviously going to tell you that they picked spencer and they told hammond like all right we're, we got a guard now like at the end of the day, I probably would have taken Hammond over Spencer, but they're both very good players only because Hammond looks like a little bit better of a scorer, but it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a, like I said, it's a crapshoot with the transfer portal. So you never know how these guys are going to take their game to the next level. We've seen Ivy League kids go from the Ivies to the Big East and successfully. We've seen Ivy League kids go from, from uh, the Ivy League to Ohio State and be a total wash. So it's like it, it, the transfer portal is very risky. It's a crapshoot. In terms of guards, it sounds like they're done as of right now. They're still waiting to see what Caleb McConnell will do. There's a lot of rumors out there that there could be an NIL deal in the works to try to bring Caleb back. Interesting. Um, break, interesting. Break, interesting. Um, interesting. Cold here, I guess. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that his his big factor right now is that he want he wants to get paid, which makes sense. I mean, he's from he's from Florida. Um, I mean, I don't know what his money situation is, family wise, or anything like that, but it does sound like he does want to go get paid. There is a potential for him to come back another year and get paid or go overseas and get paid and make what I want to say a couple hundred grand, I I would assume. Um, I'm not sure what the European. Yeah,
1: and it's. I mean, it's the top guys in Europe get paid pretty well. Um, But it is interesting how much NIL has changed. Just like the landscape of college basketball. Like if you look at what, like Kofi Cockburn, Cockburn, he was like, how how much was he deliberating coming back or going to the NBA because he can make money uh, via the NIL?
0: Yeah. um, I think he announced yeah, that he's right. going to the NBA, but.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he just, he would have just announced like right before we got on. Um, There, the even yep. like there was so many rumors, they're like, yo, they're going to pay Kofi like a couple million. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, can't wait to see him again. Yep. yep. <laughs> declared so i mean uh i'm a little shocked by that one kids i don't even think he's a draft pick at this point no
1: if we were you know playing if we were in like the 2003 range for the nba he'd probably be a first round pick just given oh, yeah. where the game was but mm-hmm. he's got no outside shot like
0: he's lumbering yeah he's not he's an nba player big body like he's gonna be such a liability up and down the court but that's that's besides the point um yeah, I mean, in, in terms of Rutgers, I, I do think they're – I hate to say it. I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. I think they're done with the
1: portal. So, you don't think – we were kind of talking about this. Like, Neil Quinn obviously was a guy we were recruiting pretty hard at the beginning as like a backup big man. Hmm. Backup big men are tough to find, though, because obviously, like, if they're good enough that they can, like, make an impact, they're probably going to start somewhere. Exactly. But, like, you saw with Ralph Agee this year. Like, he was a guy we took late – he, we wanted him as a backup, but he just – he wasn't good enough. That's why he wasn't really highly recruited. Yeah. So, that guy that is good enough, to, that w- is willing to play, like, 10 to 15 minutes, like, doesn't really exist, it seems, in the portal. It's, they're either good enough to start or they're good enough
0: to not play at all. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's that's pretty accurate. You're not going to get, like, a full-fledged starter from even, like, a lower program. Like, look at, like um, – let's look at T.J. Gettys for example. He was a full-fledged starter at uh, Wilmington. He looked okay. Came to Ruckers and he actually looks what's pretty damn good. And it's like, yeah, right, these guys are transferring up that much. It's almost like offensive linemen in the football portal. Like they're always probably going to transfer up as long as they're semi-decent. Um, there's always gonna be a team that wants you. Um, I just I just don't know if you can find a guy that's out there other than like a potential another Ralph Aegean. And it's like, we really want to do this again.
1: Yeah. So if McConnell does decide to leave, do you do you think that Pike would dip back into the portal for one more player?
0: I, I think you have to. I think you need a wing desperately. Um, right now it's probably just just hypothetical looking at the roster. If McConnell was to return, it's just Mulcahy, Spencer, maybe not in that order. Um, it's all positionless at the end of the day, so anyone can go go on the board yep. and yell at me for this one through five. Um, Mulcahy, Spencer, <laughs> McConnell, Hyatt, and then uh, a Cliff, obviously. After that, it's it's still a streaky bench. It's a very, very streaky bench. I think personally, you should take another score, but it's tough because now yep. you, you just lost a bunch of minutes when you added Cam Spencer. And that, that mm. was your selling point. Now it's like, if Caleb leaves, maybe you could get a, pr- a pretty good wing score, but then you kind of lost your defensive abilities because who's your top defender out there? Because I, I mean, Cam obviously looks good in the Patriot League, but what is he going to be in the Big Ten? Paul Kingard like guards to an extent like he's getting he's a little taller and slower now than most of these shorter guards that people are running with and then if you add a wing a scoring wing like is that scoring wing going to be the three and d potentially maybe so i mean that that's where it kind of comes into play and it, can, it gets a little interesting because you have a couple of different ways you can add into this lineup if caleb doesn't come back caleb comes back then you're probably perfectly fine and that's this is going to be the team you're going to see most likely
1: yeah, that actually be a pretty damn good starting five if mm. Caleb comes back. The bench though, bench scares me. <laughs> bench would, yeah, the bench. You gotta hope a guy like Simpson comes in as is, is like a total spark plug mm. and actually can give you like twelve to fifteen good minutes and actually is willing to to take up
0: take a freaking shot, <laughs> unlike uh, some people who played a lot last year. Yeah, no, I think he'll play um, pretty well. I think Wolfolk's actually going to get a couple minutes at the center because it's it's either him or Reber at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of, and then the the four Mag's not bad. Mag's actually pretty damn good defensively, offensively. It's just a lack of offense with this bench, and that's that's where it's very, very concerning. But that's this is what Pike likes to run. This is his type of um, squad, I guess. Um, They're going to be very good on defense. They'll probably be average on offense, and maybe. maybe maybe below average on offense. Um, I hate to be like a uh, negative Nancy over here, but it's just there's there's not a lot of scoring right there.
1: It's not. Um, you basically have to hope that a guy like Spencer comes in and is, is our like Duncan Robinson. I don't know if you remember when Michigan got him from yeah. like some D2 program a few years ago, and he turned out to be like even better at Michigan than he ended up being
0: there. But Yeah, that's, that's actually a great comparison. That's, that's basically what they're uh, – banking on at this point. Yep.
1: Um, so That's kind of all Spencer, the portal or anything else around Rutgers at the moment.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say for the most part, Jay, uh, interestingly enough, it has nothing to do with Rutgers, but I know fans are going to bring it up. Jalen Llewellyn just decommitted from Clemson. So. Really? that's it, it, probably nothing to watch. I, I heard of Villanova. What? Potentially. Um, for I mean, it makes sense closer to home, probably a better program. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was a little weird one because it sounds like Clemson kind of had them all ready to go signed up and then he just decommitted. I want to say yesterday, today, whatever it was, yeah, he wasn't even committed a week there. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting. And it just goes to show you that like, nothing's kind of solidified. Um, it's this, this is like, the, I know Pat Hobbs said it the other day on a uh, big 10 network. This is the wild, Wild West. And that's, <laughs> this is literally what it is. It's like, Oh wait, someone else has more money for me. Like, see you. <laughs> and it's not like
1: there's a signing day where you're locked into anything. Basically like whenever you want to enroll, you enroll, whether it be like
0: the early uh, summer semester or the late summer semester or mm-hmm. whatever. It, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, great get for Rutgers. Um, they retain their entire staff. So I mean, definitely gonna be interesting to see um what happens with McConnell. I mean, he, he there's no rush for him to really decide either. It's more of uh, I guess just get a little bit of feedback from scouts and then go from there. Um I just
1: saw that Imani Bates is in the portal. I wonder if he ends up at Michigan State, because that's uh,
0: where he originally committed to and he's from Michigan. So it wouldn't shock me. I mean, obviously after struggling down at Memphis, not, I shouldn't say struggling. I think you had like 10 points per game, but that's mm-hmm. for a guy of his caliber. I'd say struggling. Oh. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Definitely interesting to see what happens there, but it's, it's insane that like even the top prospects are like, fuck this, like we're going somewhere else. And it's. Yeah. Absolute madness. No, it's, it's wild.
1: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate, we appreciate you tuning back in and uh, stick to the boards because I'm sure there's going to be more news breaking. Um, yeah.
0: Anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, no, I mean, spring game this uh, Friday night. Uh, if you haven't already, join that, uh, that fantasy challenge. You could win like a whole year of night report, a little t shirt jersey thing. I'm going to throw in for first place as well. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, let's, let's pick the starters. Like, and this is a spring game. That's not how it works. Like, remember last year, like, Kanopka had like a touchdown at 100 yards. Uh, some other tight end, I forget who it was, had, had a pretty big, big game. Um, yeah, I mean, have fun with it too. And, uh, and then I'm interested to see what this team looks like. Um, it's going to be an interesting, uh, off season for Rutgers football.
1: For sure. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.